Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, Reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mugga. This evening, I am joined by Sebi. How's it going, Sebi? What's good, man? What's good? We're good, brother. We're good, man. You know, we've got that new cash injection coming in, so, you know, hey, life's hey. right. Give me more of that, man. Give me more of that. Yeah? Is this that, is that, new, that, is this new, that new Champion League? Give me more of that. that new cha- give me more of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got my brother, Timmy. What are you saying, Timmy? What's going on, my guy? I see, I see Sebi in the LO Studios, yeah? I need a couple. I need a couple more bottles of that, fam. I see five just in the background. Cooling. Just cooling. Cool cool have my name on it, bro. Come on. <laughs> Come on, man. 
Cool. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been quite the, the, the weekend for us. The last 24 hours or so have been absolutely mental. So we're going to do as we usually do, get into it this evening. Um, we'll start with with the, the discussion, which is uh, difficult to, to ignore. It's everywhere at the moment. The, Europa Super, the European Super League. So um, it's, the news has come out. Manchester United, with 11 of the other biggest clubs in Europe, have decided to form their own league. Um, this is a league which those teams who are part, who are the formers will not be able to be relegated from. They'll be paid an initial fee of three hundred and fifty million for joining, uh, and yeah, yeah, this for them is a uh, option rather than Champions League. So the goal is to stay in the domestic league and also compete in the European Super League. Uh, the uproar has been unlike anything. Uh, I could have ever imagined the people are absolutely fuming. You're hearing the game is gone. There's nothing left in football. If this happens, I'm going to stop watching, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I wanted to get your thoughts. I'll start with you, Timmy, because um, I haven't heard you say much, to be fair. So, yeah, what are your thoughts initially? Obviously, we don't know everything yet, but based on the information you have to hand. Um, I mean, really and truly, the, um, the problem that I have it is that if these guys want to stay in the Champions League and stay in the league as well, how many games are we going to be playing per season? It's looking like we'll, we'll, we'll hit NBA numbers, like regular season numbers, because they want another what? Is everything, even if everything plays someone once, that's an extra 19 games. You already know some teams are already playing each other 60 times a season, are playing them 60 games a season. So that will now turn to 80 games around about with squads that are you're only allowed what 25 man squads um plus youth obviously the um the thing that i disagree with though is the way that all these pundits and media outlets and media sources are making it look like these people are doing something that's different to what they've been doing for the past 20 years people are paying 70 pound a month for flipping a sky package they got to add an extra £30 on top for their BT Sport package. So it's all about monopoly. It's all about money. And the fact that Sky cannot afford the, um, the money being um, thrown around um, with regards to this, with this um, Super League is the reason why that everyone's um, got such an uproar about it. I don't know too much about it. I, I don't really care at the moment because I just don't think it's going to happen. From time they're saying, oh, you won't be able to play in um, Euros, you won't be able to play in World Cups and this is what people want. This is what young kids dream about. Do you know what I mean? Um, I, I don't. I don't think it's going to happen. If it does happen, it'll be interesting to see, though. I'd like to see a season of it, maybe, because um, I just want to see. I just want to see what would happen. I want to see how people do it. Like you have to think about. You'd be flying all over the place, so you'd be on flights like literally. You, you'd be flying like three times a week. It doesn't really make too much sense to me, Rob. To be honest yeah, with you, I really treat treat the man them like Insta honeys, yeah. You know what I mean? But, but do, you know, do you know what I hate, though, yeah? Look at the amount of vim that these men had, yeah, about flipping this Super League. But when we're talking a, about, bro, lot, bro, when we're on about that piece about it, and then that's the end. Non-stop, they've been talking about this Super League um, since yesterday. Gary Neville's, Gary Neville's done about 30 threads on it. We don't give a fuck, <laughs> mate. Talk to me about the flipping black people that keep getting um, racially abused. That's what I want to hear about. When you can, when do something about that, then I might be on your side about the Super League, brother. It's interesting. It's interesting, bro. Um, And what it teaches us is that if you're not affecting these people's pockets, they don't really care. So what 
black people have to do in that regard is to leverage their power. We have economic power. We have buying power. And unless you're actually going to leverage that, people aren't going to listen to you. If you're going to tell people, oh, take us seriously, and then just keep using their shit, they're going to take you seriously. Yeah, exactly. I don't care. You're still using my shit. So obviously you don't you don't care that much. Uh, you make you make some interesting points. Um, but before I give my thoughts, I'll come across to you, Sebi. I've seen quite a few of your thoughts a bit, you know, back and forth on the timeline and in the chats and whatnot. So yeah, what are your initial thoughts based on and based on what you've heard, Seb? Yeah, man. Before I start off, make sure you go get your LO, man. But hey, listen. That goes without saying, come on, man. <laughs> so basically, what it looks like is like this is like a, a wider issue, isn't it? This is like typical Britain. Obviously, I can't um, speak on the other leagues and I can't speak on the other countries. But in Britain, the government will piss on you and tell you it's raining. Yeah? And you'll believe the government. This is why we've had 10 years of one government and not another government. It's because people think that Ah, oh, this is the issue. This is the issue, and they're not really looking at the government. But they're not looking at the governing bodies. They're looking at other people. They framed it so well where it makes it look like the clubs are the biggest issue. What the issue is is this has been a proposal that's been proposed to UEFA and FIFA for maybe a year, maybe two years. Yeah, so they've had this proposal. What? now FIFA and UEFA done is they didn't take it seriously. They didn't take it seriously. And now off the back of pa the pandemic and off the back of other things like, you know, Sky being on one year with a Premier League deal, the teams have said, all right, cool. This is the strongest time. This is our time to now play our hand. The issue is the big teams are not getting what they deserve. Yeah. If I'm going into my nine to five every single day and I'm leading a team, and I'm a top performer and everybody comes and everybody congratulates me. And regardless, like everybody, I bring the most money into the, 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 the fucking business and somebody else below me isn't bringing that much into the business and nobody really knows their name and whatever, but we both get paid the same. It's going to be an issue. Yeah. And this is what people need to understand. They need to bring it in. They need to reduced it a little bit and think bring it into the everyday life. This is a business. Yeah. So we can do this passion thing. We can do, oh, we love the club thing and passion merchants and all of this other stuff. But this is a business. These these owners have bought these these clubs for a particular reason. There's no way it like one when it comes to UEFA and FIFA, there's no way that they should be dishing out the money the way how they dish it out like that. And then when it comes to our domestic leagues, there's no way that people like Burnley, Fulham, Sheffield United, fucking Norwich that's coming up, maybe Bournemouth's going to come up, Swords is going to come up, whoever should be having the same amount of leverage and say as fucking Manchester United. It's absolutely insane. So these teams have already put forward something that they feel like is a compromise and the league and UEFA and FIFA have rejected. So they forced their hand. If they don't do anything, it looks like they're just chatting shit. So they forced their hand and now we're hearing mumblings of UEFA trying to get extra money for this so they can do this and do this. This is all a business plan. And this comes to understanding just business is even to FIFA, even to UEFA, the reason why they keep doing, um, the reason why they're, they're posturing like this because they're trying to pull on the fans' uh, 
uh, heartstrings, heart but they don't strings. care about they don't care yeah. about the fans. This is all business. It's all a leverage. It's that like, who's got the most leverage to mm-hmm. secure the best deal, and this is what it is, isn't it? And for yeah. me, I personally feel like you know when you look at the landscape of football, and we look at that, like the eyeballs and the, the the amount of people in the world that look at these certain teams, they deserve a bigger piece of the pie, man. So I'm all 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 up for it. And then you get people like you know Gary Neville. I bet Gary Neville hasn't even read anything. Gary Neville is more thinking about... <laughs> most of the footballers ain't read anything. They ain't read anything. They're just acting off emotions. They're just acting off emotions. Gary Neville has a vested interest. His hopes were to come to the Prem with Salford United, get some big money, da-da-da-da, his investment. So he's even acting from a selfish point of view. But I, uh, so many people that are, you know, commenting and that are upset have not read what's in this. There is relegation. There is performance, you know, incentive. So if somebody isn't performing, whether that's, you know, commercially or whether that's in the league, there is some type of relegation there. This is what people were saying. There's all, all different things are in, in, in this league, in it. And for me, I just feel like, um, yeah, just many people are just chatting shit, man, off of emotions. And then all these fans that were chasing the team bus, the players don't know what the fuck's going on. Some of the players found out today they're chasing the Liverpool boss. What the fuck's wrong? What the fuck's wrong with them? They're insane, man. Well, you, have got... to you have to understand, yeah, that these guys know that the fans do have voice and the fans do have power. And if they're able to leverage the loyalty of the fans, they can definitely mm. have an impact in the decisions that are being made. That is why they're doing this. They've just done Monday Night Football for free. Gary Neville and Gamey Carrig have had a rant for an hour. And now you have to pay to watch turn the it off when the game Bro, the thing is, yeah, because because people are used to it, they see it as normal. Like, they are literally doing, if not worse than what these um, football clubs are doing. Because like said, you said, why would Man United make 50 million of 100 mil revenue and only make and only get 10 mil of it because you need to share it equally? What kind of bullshit is that? People tune in to watch Man United every week. No one's tuning in to watch Sheffield United. Why are you sharing the same amount of money? With this, with this, with this, the teams that are most viewed will get the most money. Like they deserve their money. The um the way that um the way that um um UEFA do it, correct me if I'm wrong, is that <clears throat> every team that enters the um the um group stage proper of the Champions League they're all allocated a certain amount each. And then the further along you get, so then when you make last 16, you're allocated a certain amount. Last eight, the team's left, allocated a certain amount. Last four, allocated a certain amount. Then finals, allocated a certain amount. And obviously, winner gets um, winning prize money or whatever. But um, why should Man United, why should Man United, if they're in the Champions League, share the same amount of money as a team like Galatasaray, who got in the Champions League off the back of Start starting their season in July, have to go through six qualifying rounds. Ain't no one tuning in to see Galatasaray, bro. Who's gonna watch Galatasaray against flipping Club Bruges? Who's gonna watch that game? Why are they earning why are they getting the same amount of money? These owners have just taken the power back into their own hands, right? Yes, they stand to make a lot of money, but I think Sky aren't making that same amount of money off us. Sky are making money off us all the time. BT are making money off us all the time. Don't let these people like Gary Neville fool you into thinking that it's such a farce to the game because it's really not like they've been the monopolizers from day. You know what I mean? Miss me with it, man. Now, I want to see what happens. 
Okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate here. So to the Manchester United fans and the fans of other clubs who say owners like the Glazers who've come in, bought the club with debt, clearly don't care about the club, have only ever taken money out of the club and, and also themselves leveraged, leveraged the name and tried to create a league which is more akin to the American sports franchises which they own. Um, do you see the reason why they're disgruntled with those people? No, because again, it's just like I, you know, all right, cool. Like if we if we're splitting the issues in regards to what the Glazers have done subjectively with the Man United, yeah, I understand why you're upset that United have debt and um, the Glazers are pillaging money and they're doing whatever they're doing. However, in my opinion, for example, even let's say even if fucking the Glazers are going to take the majority of the 300 million that's going to be given to Manchester United. They're going to, even if we start to collect 15% of that and we can spend that on transfers or we can spend that on in decreasing the debt, isn't that a good thing? Do you know, at the end of the day, if they're striking the deal, I don't expect the whole 300 million to go into a transfer budget. But for me, I'm looking at it as, yeah, okay, I don't trust the Glazers, but it's in their best interest because um, of the commercial performance stuff that's in the Super League for us to do reasonably well. We don't have to win, but we still have to compete. We still have to be competitive. We can't finish the, we can't finish below, we can't finish at the bottom. Do you know what I mean? It's not going to look good commercially around, around the world if we finish at the bottom. So there's going to be some incentive for us to, um, to us for us to spend some cash and for us to reduce debt. But for me, also, I just look at it as cool. Yeah, like UEFA football, uh, UEFA, FA, FIFA, whatever. The game was gone when they allowed, um, you know, foreign billionaires to come in and just splash the cash. That's my issue. That's when the game was gone. But when it benefited the league, when they got all the best players, it wasn't an issue. Then when it got out of hand, they started to uh, create FFP. Cool, fair enough. Then now they start pulling their hamstrings and saying, oh, what about the lower league clubs? Wasn't it just last year or the year before that, that Bury or whoever went out of business? Yeah, because the Football League allowed a... A, a a a foreign owner who wasn't regulated to come in by the club and basically just fuck it up and now the club no longer exists yeah so when we talk about uh the football league or whatever they don't care they don't care because as long as you know it's lining up pockets or you they pay a fee or you know they do this or they do that they don't really care because if they really cared they would have saved every single club that went out of business didn't Wimbledon or whatever, their man go out of business or whatever. Do you know what I'm saying? They had mm -hmm. to come back. They would have saved every single club that potentially went out of business. So it's not about that because the governing body is treated like a business because if it was a charity, we'll just bail out every single club that's in trouble. Do you know what I'm saying? So for me, I just feel like, yeah, it's just a heartstrings thing. And with the Glazers, yeah, they fucked up and they've done whatever they've done. But for me, it's within their, it's within, it's in their interest to at least put a percentage of the money back into the club. They're not going to take a hundred percent of three hundred million. It just doesn't make no sense. There'll be a revolt. It's, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. So even if it's ten percent, fifteen percent, twenty percent, it's going back into the club. That's a good thing. And it's time for us to, you know, go back into where we belong. Go to this fucking all the shit teams and go take all their players, man.
I'm tired of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think um can't really say much, much better than that between what you've said, uh, Timmy, and what you've said, Sebi. So I think we'll, we'll put a pin in there and we'll continue to keep an eye on this because I think there's going to be more twists and turns. Uh, you mentioned the international tournaments um, and the domestic leagues. Personally, I think these clubs have too much power. These clubs have the players that make these tournaments and competitions lucrative. So while UEFA are just speculating and saying, we'll kick you out of uh, your leagues, we won't let you play in the World Cup, we won't let you play at the Euros, who's going to pay to watch those tournaments without the players that play at these clubs? Nobody. So you're talking way above your station. So at the end of the day, it's in Absolutely. your best interest. At the end of the day, it's in your best interest to come to some sort of agreement with these clubs and make it work. Because listen, if you ask them to do that, they'll well, if they want, they'll go create a brand new domestic league. The six teams mm-hmm. from the Super League in this country, plus the other fourteen biggest teams in this country, like Celtic, Rangers, Villa, yeah. whoever, whoever else you want to put in it. So they need to just be very mindful because. They 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 uh, burn this bridge a bit too much, and it will be um a bridge that you look back at and it isn't there anymore. But mm-hmm. this is more golf, so we're gonna get on to Manchester United. Listen, it's it's been a good week for us boys. Um, we, we can't complain. But but let's talk about our performances. Uh, yesterday we beat Burnley three one. Couple of goals from the boy Mason and a Come goal on. from El Matador. Uh, Come on. Um, let's talk about the performance. I think that's pretty much um tied up second place now. Um, I think it would take quite a bit for us to not at least finish second in the league. So, um, what were your thoughts on the performance? I'll start with you, Timmy. Um, what did you think about the lineup? What, what did you think about how we played? Yeah. Um, yeah, let me just try and keep it short and sweet. Um, I was happy with the lineup. Not so happy with the way we played, but this is Man United. And come to, um, you come to get used to it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're not at the races for half the game, but sometimes the quality just shines through individual um, quality. Um, I like what he's doing at the moment um, with this little rectangle formation that he's got, the 4-2-2-2. Two, two, two. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of it. Pogba in the 10 alongside Bruno. We create a lot more chances. Gives Rashford a bit of a free reign to do what he wants as well. Happy about mm. that. Obviously, Greenwood, two goals, playoff mace. Come on, shout out Cams mm. for that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, man. Pogba, another stellar performance from the boy again. He's even got Sebi on side now. Sebi was calling him six god the other day, bro. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> Sebi was out here calling Pogba six god. Like, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Flipping Maguire. Um, bro. They kept on it. They smashed on bro. They smashed on for their goals not, not still. Not once. Not once. But twice. <laughs> bro. They splashed, on it. they splashed on him for their goals still. That That is horrible. That alone... Brings his performance, which was an otherwise decent performance. That just brings his performance down to like a five out of ten. You cannot be at fault for the goal. He's at fault for the goal. Dean Henderson, what was he on yesterday? He's taking this sweeping keeper thing a little bit too far. Yeah, what was going on with him yesterday? Bro, the guy's getting caught in no man's land. Bro, within 30 seconds, he was in no man's land, bro. Like, listen, just just call Nadine Henderson, my bro. Like, you're doing okay, Mm. but just call out, bro, because you're, you're getting a little bit excited. Other than that, three points in the bag. Um, we should um, have top two lock now. And let's just put a little bit of pressure on City. I'm not so sure they're going to win tomorrow. So any slip-ups from City, I don't expect us to win the league, but any slip-ups from City, let's like act accordingly, innit? Let's actually put a little bit of pressure on them. Who knows? We could go into the final four, three games of the season and it's a four-point gap. And then anything can happen, right? 
Yeah, keep it, keep it, keep it respectable. Um, Rashford, who missed the Granada game, obviously due to injury, and Oli admitted that uh, he's pretty much been playing with injury for for the last year. Um, played really well. Unlucky not to score. But when it comes to all things Marcus Rashford, there's only only really one man we're going to talk to. Um, Sebi, talk, talk about uh, Rashford's performance yesterday. Cavani obviously doing his business up top. And, and any other things you noticed? Yeah, so let me start with obviously what Timmy said in regards to like Dean Henderson. Yeah, he was just moving mad. Let's let's talk about that at the start. Like he was, I think he was just too excited. I think he's looking at, I think he's reading the newspaper articles and social media and everybody's rating Dean Henderson the fact that he comes off his line. So I think he made it an effort. He made it like, oh, okay, I'm going to come off my line now. I'm going to continue to mm. get it so I can get the ratings on social media and on the newspaper mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. I think he read into that too much, in it. So I think that's why he started that game. But again, for in keeper years, he's really young. In generally, he's young. He's 24. But in keeper years, he's like really, really young. Mm. So I think like, you know, he'll get a, a, a talking to it and he'll kind of chill out. Um, in regards to the game, I think the game was shit up until a certain point, probably until like maybe like 50 minutes. Um, I think United were really, really slow. Um, we weren't really doing anything. Burnley were on us and it was a bit of a 50-50 game in, in the first half and 10 minutes in the second half. In regards to Rashford, again, we know, like I know Rashford's been playing with an in- injury for about, you know, a year. I know if it's not his back, it's his ankle. Do you know what I mean? He's got like various injuries. And um the issue is is Oli can't win without Rashford and Bruno. You know, he knows where his brothers knows about the players on the bench and he don't really trust them. One thing about Oli is that he knows his best team. I think he he, he even the 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 eleven, he knows certain man ain't it. That's why you see Fred come off first. So he knows that certain men are not it. However, in regards to like he's starting eleven, I think he knows that. Um, Rashford, I think Rashford was, um, I think he was a bit quiet in the first half, but when it comes to the second half, I think he was really, really good, especially for, um, Greenwood's first goal. I think it was exceptional. Um, you know, and then that, uh, you know, even like the thought of mine with Bruno to dummy it, because to be fair, like with Bruno, I've seen him do that a few times. Like Bruno has that, uh, he has that brain where he's got a dummy in that in that, in that situation. Like um, I, I think there's another goal where he done something similar. But Bruno will Bruno will do that. So I I kind of trust him in 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 that area. And um, yeah, like Rashford eventually just kind of he he switched on his game and he had uh, that left side on on toast, which is actually bodes well if they can play for England. Rashford and Shaw on the left side for England is cash money. Do you know what I mean? They've got a serious, serious link-up. Even like Rashford uh, uh, forces Shaw to make runs and he forces Shaw to um, to push on further. Do you know what I'm saying? And he played so many, you know, through balls or over-the-top balls to Shaw for Shaw to cross and, and to create chances. So they've got a really, really good link-up, which I really, really like uh, happening. Um, and yeah, like Mace, I was happy he got his two goals. He, he he's starting to kick on. Uh, Pogba played well when he came into the centre, and yeah, man, Pogba six god. I'm not saying I'm on board, but you know, six god, didn't it? That's what I got. Mm. You, sound, you, sound, you sound like you're on board, brother. You're lining, man. With you sound Drake, like you're bro. on board, brother. You're on board, Drake, man. You sound like you're on board, brother. <laughs> I'm, not on board. I'm not on board. You sound like you're on board, 
brother. Like, once once, he, once he signed the contract, <laughs> once, once he signed the contract, Semi-Defo <laughs> on board. Bro, right. It sounds like <laughs> you're on board. We got we got that Pogba watch loaded for you, lot. It's it's long overdue. Um, listen, he's been hooping recently. He's been balling out, so that's definitely going to be coming to you guys this week. And yeah, I completely agree with you guys. It was great to see. It's great to see Mason back in a rich vein of form, scoring with his left, scoring with his right, looking confident. Missed a good chance at the end of the first half, but all that chance really confirmed to me was that he was going to score. I knew once he missed that chance, he's going to score today. Uh, he was unlucky uh, not to score against Granada as well. He had a, a close-range header. Oli has mentioned he needs to improve in the end. Obviously, I'm confident that will come as he gets older, gets stronger, matures. Um, listen, man, I just want to take a, a minute to talk about him because when he was struggling early in the season, he had people chatting shit out the side of their mouths. Nobody Boy. on this podcast, of course. Nobody on this podcast, of course, because we know what Mason is. So, listen... Literally scored like in three weeks, and he, he's he's back on the top of the the scoring chart to the the star boys. It, it is what it is, man. At the end of the day, um, S- we just star boys can't him. take their team past Fulham. It is what it is, bro. It is um, what it is, man. We're just happy to watch him grow, continue to develop. Um, but there's a discussion that was in the chat, and I've kind of seen some of the members of Mugga discussing on 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 Twitter. So I'm going to ask you guys. Um, I think it's a listener question as well, but I'm going to just go straight to it. Cavani, do you want him to stay or do you want him to go? Um, yeah, you go I'll give him a new contract. I'll give him, I'll yeah. give him a new contract. Another year, <clears throat> just another year. We ain't, we still need a lot more. We still need a lot of experience in the team. Um, Cavani's experience. He's been there, done it. Um, and he, he knows where the goal is. Even if it's in, um, in a capacity where he doesn't play as much, because obviously, what he's going to be thirty-five next season, I think. Yeah. So even in a capacity where he doesn't play as much, keep him around. Um, younger players can learn from him. You know, he's he's just got that kind of person. And and to be honest, like all things, um, all things considered, I, I think I just think he's a genuinely good person. Like, I think he's uh, he's a good vibes kind of person. I think where he might not like quote unquote fit in, like he's well respected. Someone like Greenwood can look up to. Um, Someone like Greenwood could look up to a Cavani and not mould his game around him, but take so much from it. I already see, um, I already see like everyone talking about how how good um, Cavani's movement is. Can you just imagine like one more season with Greenwood with Cavani, how good his movement can become? Going from someone like Rashford, who's already got good movement, Martial needs um, to um, to learn the movement. I still buy a striker. I still buy a striker, but Cavani really? for yeah, yeah, Cavani for the. Um, for the makeshift games like the, the Burnleys at home, the games that we should be winning, the Palace at home, games like that, definitely. I'm I'm I'm, I'm having Cavani. Fair Plus, enough. if you need um, a goal, last five minutes, last ten minutes, the guy can sniff out a goal, man. I'm definitely having him. He's he's cash money in that regard. Uh, how about yourself, Sam? Cavani, does he stay? Does he go? Yeah, I'm all, I'm all for Cavani, man. I'm again. I I, I was someone that um. Before he came, I, I wanted him to come to Manchester United. So um, I definitely respect what he brings. The only issue with Cavani is that when he gets injured, he's like um, an old car in it. You know, they take long to uh, to get going. Uh, but once he does get going, he's quite sharp and he can get you some goals. But um, yeah, I 100% want him to stay uh, just if we can't. Um, you know, acquire a Harry Kane or a Haaland. Um, even Danny Ings is on his last year of his contract or 
I think his contract is finishing or whatever. Like I'd take somebody like that. But um yeah, if we can keep keep Cavani, I'm 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 all for it. I did see reports probably like an hour ago saying that he's hundred percent leaving Manchester United. But again, like none of these things are are are, are solid until you know it is that is that it's actually time. But if we can keep him, yeah, I I I'm a super fan. But you know, when you look at Cavani, Cavani's term you look at Ibra's term, it makes you notice that United are, are missing a world-class number nine. That's the biggest issue. Biggest issue is we don't have a world-class number nine. Um, and Cavani kind of highlights that. He's somebody who was world-class. He's at the end of his, his tether, but he's also able to co- uh, continuously make an impact. Um, so, yeah, uh, let's just get our... Let's get if we can't if we if we can't get a number nine, let's resign uh Cavani. And Woodward needs to uh pull out the checkbook because this lazy stuff with he's trying to get Josh King, then he got Igalo, then he settled with, then Igalo went, then he uh, Cavani happened to be on a free, so he got Cavani. It makes you know that Oli hundred percent wants a number nine. But Woodward needs to stop being lazy and put and let's go all out for a, a top level number nine. I hear you. I hear you. Cool. Um, so yeah, with that, the, the prem looks uh, in in good shape, and we can leave the rest of them to fight over the scraps are that are the top four. Um, let's talk about Europa League. Uh, our game against Granada again, a, another comfortable two nil win uh, to go through four nil on aggregate. Um, what were you guys' thoughts? It was um, it was a good game. Um, it was a convincing win, wasn't it? Um, although. Granada put us under some pressure. Once we got the first goal, like the tie was over, I didn't even really pay too much attention after that. To be honest with you, I was just wondering when the second goal was going to come. I ended up switching over to the Roma Ajax game actually after like sixty-five minutes. Um, it was just convincing, wasn't it? I, I, don't, I don't like how the ref booked Pogba in the um, first half. Um, I can't remember. I think they thought he like hit the man in the face or whatever, but. You know, like when you're trying to like get away from your man, sometimes you will, you know, like try and hand them off. You got booked for that, and then um, kind of played into the Granada players' hands a bit. Um, they just kept trying to get him sent off. Um, the yellow card that he did get, funnily enough, like maybe like three, four minutes later, he should have actually got a yellow card, and the referee didn't give him one then. So I guess they that cancelled um, each other out. But um, again, man, um, it's just good football from the team. Cavani's finish was quality um, for the first goal. I didn't see the second goal. Um, Pogba was good in the heart in the half that he played, solid at the back, really. I like Tanzabi, um, for the 65 minutes that I watched as well, solid as well. Um, <clears throat> yeah, man, it was just like once once you know that there's nothing to play for, it's just like a nothing game, innit? Like, it's, it, it'd be like if we had the league wrapped up with four games to go, like, you're not really interested in, in the rest of the games, um, going forward. You just want to see good performances, which, which is which I, I think. I think we saw, so um, yeah, man. This is what it is. Roma in the semi-finals should be interesting. Uh, do you, how do you see that going? I know you probably haven't watched much of Roma, but um, just on the surface, what, what do you think? I've, um, one of my colleagues is um, a die-hard Roma fan. Like, okay, die-hard away days in the Champions League when they're there or Europa League when he's there. He's fuming that he can't go Old Trafford um, to watch this, but. Um, what he's been saying, actually, funnily enough, what I will say is he's really been rating Mickey this season. Yeah, he's been really been rating Mickey this season. Yeah, he's been balling out, um, for him, which says all I need. Injured for a bit. Balling out, Lukaku balling out, Smalling balling out. 
Syria. Yeah, hmm. Um, yeah, he said Smallin's been indifferent this season, not as good as he was last season. Okay. Um, he said Nicky was really good before injury. He says that they've got a load of injuries, but players are coming back um, slowly, slowly. He expects us to comfortably beat them. Um, for a man that never used to rate Man United at all, he never used to rate United. He's given us a, um, a little bit of credit now. But I think also he knows that his team isn't, it's kind of like a false, like a, like a false, like, like level for them, like semi-finals of Europa League. He didn't expect them to be there. Obviously, anything can happen over the two legs, but he's not really rating them that much this season. And like I said, he's diehard. He'll do anything to defend his team, but he doesn't he doesn't really rate it. So let's see. Um, I think that we should be able to do them. I've seen drips and jabs of them. Like I said, I saw the last 20 minutes against Ajax, or 25 minutes against Ajax, just before they equalised, which they look quite comfortable, to be honest with you, but... Over the course of the tie, over the course of the tie, from things that I've read and what I've been told, like Ajax absolutely pammed them for 165 minutes. So, um, who knows? Let's just see. Yeah, uh, like even I get your thoughts as well, Seb. But with the spectre of the European European Super League and the, the prospect of potentially being kicked out of it for joining that, uh, all this seems almost futile, almost irrelevant. But I still get your thoughts on, on uh, the game against Granada and, and looking forward to the rest of our progress within the Europa League, if we're still in it. Yeah, uh, kind of just to kind of echo um, Timmy, um, yeah, the, the Granada game wasn't really um, anything special. To be fair, with that game, I wasn't um, I wasn't really scared of Granada. I expected us to kind of go through, so uh, I was just kind of like one eye on the match, one eye their sign Kels, man. It wasn't really impressive. Um, but in regards to Roma, uh, uh, yeah, I'm hearing Mickey's back on. So we have to look at that Italian league with the lights on. You know, there's lights on that league. From when Mickey's back on to form, yeah, we need to we need to kind of, uh, yeah, we need to look at that league in in, in detail. Uh, and they, there's got to be some type of tax on that. Um, yeah, man. So, I'm just kind of looking forward to 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 the to the Roma match, but then again, we may not be we may not be in it. <laughs> we may not be in it, bro. So <laughs> it is where it is. That like for me, um, again, like when it comes to like football and stuff like that, fam, like. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. My, my interest, my love for it ha, ha, had gone, uh, you know, years ago. So if we get kicked out, I, it wouldn't affect me. It just is what it is. Let's go to the Europa Super League. Let's get that money, man. Super League FC, we move. Mm, mm, mm. Word, mm. word, word. Yeah, I can't really say any more, more than that, guys. And with that, we'll go on to the listeners' questions. Uh, first question is from Vikash Patel, 94, long-time listener of the pod. Shout out, Vikash. His question. Every metric suggests we've improved from last season, except for one goals conceded. Why do you think our defensive record is worse than last season? Who wants to tackle that one? Like any good team, 
Hiring the right employees for your front office is just as important as recruiting the best players for the game. That's why you need Indeed. Indeed is the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. Post, screen, and interview all on Indeed. Get your quality shortlist of candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description faster. Only pay for the candidates that meet must-have qualifications and schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. According to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. Um, <clears throat> I don't think we've actually got any excuse as to why that is, to be honest with you. I don't think we've got no excuse. I just think our full our um, center backs haven't just haven't been performing to their required level. And you know what's funny, right? We had more individual errors from De Gea last season than we've had from him and Henderson this season. Better this season. And we still conceded more. Maguire is also this better this season. Lindelof's better this season. I, I couldn't actually tell you. Like, Do you know what I think it is? I think... Um, Defensive mid. Yeah, I think what, what was really the turning point for us last season was when Matic came in halfway through the season, being able to provide that stability. As much as Oli puts them in there for that, McTominay and Fred, this is run around especially Fred, especially Fred, bruv. He doesn't actually protect the, the defence that much. And I think what it means is that these guys are exposed more more than we'd like them to be. In all honesty, in the last couple of months, though, the amount of goals that we've conceded has reduced. And we oh. went from kind of having a pretty middling um, to poor the defensive record in terms of the league, uh, in terms of goals conceded to it, actually improving to not being that bad. I think it's a, about decent at this point. So at this moment, we've conceded 35 uh, goals and the only teams we've conceded less than us are Manchester City, Chelsea, Aston Villa. So yeah, that's that's where we are now. A, a, a few months ago, we were we were among the the worst team. So it's definitely improved in that regard. But yeah, that's the main thing I see. So the defenders have improved individually, um, and that's why for me it's so important that we get a DM because if we get a DM and we get that anchoring player who can play in front of the black line and also progress the ball forward to our more creative players in Pogba, Bruno, Rashford, etc. I think the team just goes up so much. Just that improvement on Fred, who I honestly don't think does anything well. I don't think he does anything well. So if we're able to improve on that, the team improves a, a, lot, a lot more. So yeah, um, that's something to definitely keep a look out for. And hopefully with this money that we supposedly got coming in, that's the first position we look at improving. Um, second question from Omar the Great. Which players in the dressing room do you think will be in uh, for in the middle or against the European Super League? Um, firstly, we don't want to wouldn't want to speculate, um, but uh, everything I've read today has um, suggested that the players were only told today. Obviously, I can understand from the club's position didn't want it leaking to the press, and that um, the, the the mood and the feeling from players is is not one of not being happy. Um, they're hearing UEFA threatened that they won't be able to play in the Euros this summer, won't be able to play in the World Cup. Uh, as Timmy mentioned earlier in the pod, uh, this is what kids dream of, whatever you want to call that. Um, I don't think it would have been met with that much popularity. I don't know if you guys have differing opinions. I think everybody was against it, but Pogba. I think Mino spoke to, spoke to Pogba and said, fam, 
See the money we're about to re-up on, yeah? This new money that we're about to Pogba's re-up... Pogba's won his World Cup, so he's good. Fam, he he's said... Mino, Mino text, text Pogba and said, everything now double-double. He said, <laughs> 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 he, he texts Pogba and said, yo, this, we're going, we're going up, bruv. He said, he said hey. we're going up, bro. He said, it's up and it's stuck, bro. He, he's, he texts Pogba with the, the, up, the he said, the price went up, bruv. With the, with, he said to Pogba the money bag emoji. Because <laughs> obviously, I saw uh, that thing where uh, Mino said that uh, clubs should have done this anyway. I think Mino said this two or three years ago. He said that the bigger clubs should have done this already. So someone like Mino Rara is buzzing. There's more money for his age, and that's all he's about. He's about the cash money and the best position for his clients, bro. Yeah. That's what he's on, isn't it? So um, I think everybody in a, in the change room, Buck Pogba, was probably upset, man. Especially Rashford, man. That guy is a—he's a Brexit merchant. He he's loves a the socialist. Prem. He's a socialist. He, he's socialist, bro. He loves the prep, bro. He's—he's he's coming out. He's gonna say something. He ain't gonna stand for this, man. He ain't gonna stand for it, but he, he ain't standing <laughs> for it. Man like, like Rashford will create his own club, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Rashford will create his own club, bro. Do you know what I'm saying? So I know, I know, I know. Rashford was rattled, bro. Probably. Take, Probably text Boris like you know what man I'll get it sorted. Yeah, yeah. you know him yeah. him and Boris on the freeway and that. <laughs> him and Corbyn and that talking about socialist <laughs> policies. <funny. laughs> yeah, bro. Oh, so, hey, I've got a, a quick question though. Just one uh-huh. quick question, bro. Why is Boris talking about this stuff? Like, I don't think it has any concern to him. Yeah, because I don't know. It'll be interesting. I think yeah, that's I what I'm saying. Football are the biggest play- paid taxpayers in this country uh, as, a group, as, a, as a group, as a profession. Mm. So um, the prospect of losing that money because these players are not playing in this league. Uh, Crippling. Yeah. Especially off the back of COVID. Got you. Yeah. They, remember, remember the back end of last year, they were onto the footballers saying they should give more. Yeah. Why are footballers not being affected yeah. by this? So, yeah, you know, whenever things get tight, footballers are the first that they start pointing their fingers at because the these, are, these are working class people who are able to be played like the elite of the elite. And they hate it because there's nothing yeah. they can do about it because you become a footballer based on your skills and it doesn't matter if you were born in Buckingham Palace or it doesn't matter if you were the stick of the dump. That's not going to stop you becoming a, a professional footballer at the highest level. So um, they can't stand it. And, and, and they, they're yeah. up last night writing stuff, putting together proposals, etc. You didn't have this energy for COVID, bro. Mm-hmm. Get out of here, man. That's fact. It's gone, man. I think I think part of it. So one one of it is part of it is tax, and the other part is um, just like uh, politics. In it, it's like, oh, if I come out and look like I'm doing the most, all these Brexit yada are gonna say, yeah, Boris got our football back and all that shit. But you know, all Brits love is football, and then when it comes to voting time, they're gonna remember it. That's all he cares about. He cares about tax and and how he looks like in in the media and shit. Yeah, we've got an election coming up, so this was perfect timing for him. Cool. Uh, next question from a friend of the pod, Alex Baz. Uh, since we're due our ESL startup fund soon, should we be going all out this summer for the players we need? Uh, I want Neymar and Mbappe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro I want Neymar and Mbappe, bring bro. Him, bring as, him. Soon as, as soon as the money touches that account, bro, I want hey, them to ring up, listen. ring, 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 pussy. I want, the, I want those bro. players on my door, bro. 
I want, I want, the, I want Sane. I want Jamal Musiala. I want Bellingham. Listen, any team that's not in the Super League, fam, we raid. We raid. We raid them. We must can get two more years out of Manuel Neuer. Bring them. You know what I mean? Bring them. Greenish. All them, man, brother. I want all of them. Bring me Greenish, man. Come on. Bring me Greenish, man. All of them, man. Makes sense, brother. Um, cool, that's fine. Have a question from Vino Monti. This is a question about keeping Cavani for another season, which we've answered. Uh, got a question from GM underscore Bain. How do you think the formation of the Super League will influence our transfers? I think the price of the brick will go up. Um, these teams have access to more funds, the same way that there's a Premier League tax within the league. And when we're selling to teams on the continent, there'll be a Super League tax. Super League teams yeah, will be charged that extra period premium, maybe an extra 20% on the cost of players. Um, what do you guys think? No, I agree with you. I yeah, agree. yeah, but no. Yeah, but no, because as well as you say, as well as everybody says that uh, the bigger teams are going to have more money, the smaller teams are going to have less money. Off the back of a pandemic, so it's like, yeah, take it or leave it. Because the big money that they were getting, where they could afford, they're getting their 110 million or 100 or 90 no, or 80 million or whatever. They ain't getting that anymore. They, mm. you know what I mean? God knows. They might get a young 10, 20 million. So they're going to be on trying to raise funds, which mm. is back to the old school. So as much as you say, we're going to get more money, they're going to get less money. And I think that's 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 the way it should be. That's that's the way it should be. It, when it comes to football, um, that's the way it should be. When it comes to my personal life and politics or whatever, I disagree with this. But uh, <laughs> it to football, yeah, man, I need my team. I need my team to win, man. I need my team, I need my team to win, bro. That's Simple. facts. That's facts. <laughs> cool. Got a question from Ayovelli. Is there any chance that the club's restructuring on the football side was with one eye on the proposed changes, i.e., academy restructuring, director of football, etc.? Basically, is there any chance this will affect how we move going forward with transfer, squad building, etc.? I don't know, man. The Glazers, the Glazers are an interesting bunch in it. If it's not Tom Brady, them man are not excited. So, uh, you know, <laughs> bro, like them, 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 them man are an interested bunch in it. I feel like again, this guy's so funny, bro. Um, I feel, I feel like, I, I feel like we got. I feel like again, like United are a team that spends a decent amount. Obviously, because of COVID, we didn't. We haven't spent really for the last two seasons. Well, COVID last season and the, the season before that, I'm not too sure, man. I think United probably had this in the in the in the in the pipework or whatever. But um, I think it's back. To, it's, it's time to 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 bring it back to the you know the LVG first season type of vibe. Do you know what I mean? You know, the first season where we're spending 250 mil, whatever we're spending, I think it's time for all of that shit. Um, so if you can kind of get back to that, um, that will be exciting. But again, you never know with the Glazers, man. For all, for all you know, I could be, I could be chatting shit like I was talking at the start of the pod and they can pocket this whole 300 million and it's just a scheme for them to get rich. For all I know, that could be that. It serves us right in it, really, if that, if that happens. But if it don't happen, then we up. We up and it's stuck. <laughs> yeah, uh, final question from 8-8-Jones underscore. What three players you buying from the remaining 14 teams with the 350 million stimulus? Jack Grealish. Yeah. Yep. Um, any good center? So Fofana, Wesley Fofana. Yeah. Jack yeah. Grealish, Wesley Fofana, 
give me a young Madison. I think if we're going to be in the Super League, we're, we're going to need a huge squad, like huge. Like I'm talking like 30 plus players. Bring me James Madison, bring me Rafinha, bring me Douglas, Douglas Louise. I said three. I must name everybody. <laughs> was. Oh, what is it? Three? Three? Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'll go. I'll go. Grealish, Wesley Fofana, and Douglas Louise. I hear you. I hear you. I, I, I can fucks with that still. I can. I can get behind that still. I, right? I, I, I'll go. Uh, Basuma, mm-hmm. um, Neves, and Rafinha. Okay. I like it. Just boosting the attack, yeah? Yeah. Just get, 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 get more goals than them. And Neves to, to be our two deepest midfielders in a 4-2-2-2 or 4-2-3-1 or 4 3 3 whatever we feel like. That sounds interesting. Listen, guys, this Super League stuff is not done. So we're going to keep our eyes peeled to that. We may end up doing an emergency pod one of these days. We had one on the Discord earlier today. Hop on if you're about, if you're at home, just switch on to the Discord channel. Uh, with that, yes, Timmy, Sebi, want to thank you both for your time this evening, brothers. Stay safe, man. Love. Love, my brodies. Respect. Peace. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. Thank you. And it's a lad from Manchester who scored. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, my dangle. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Ready! Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Sports Social Podcast Network.